Welcome to the Healing Trauma Podcast, the Faith Edition, where your healing and faith journey matters. Where faith and trauma-informed healing unite in safety, empathy, and compassion. Now here is your host, Monique Coven. Hi, Allison. Hello, Monique. So glad to be here with you today. I'm so glad to have you. You were here on the podcast so long ago, I don't even remember. But yes, it has. And now that I am going into more of the faith journey related to healing trauma, you were one of the first people that I thought of. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, because I know that you really have a good understanding of uh, the intersection between um, trauma and healing, and you understand also the um, just the reality of how sometimes in faith communities, there's not an understanding of what is really going on with us um, physiology, with our um, like neurobiological and the way our bodies respond to trauma and, and how that can cause like so much hurt actually. And so I, you know, what, one of the reasons why I started this podcast or this um, edition was because I really felt that there were still people, there are people who are there who uh, don't quite understand what's happening with them, like why they're following God, and yet they still don't feel the peace that he promises. And Mm -hmm. they've tried to forgive, and yet they feel like they're still having these moments with anger and rage and, and all these feelings. And then just thinking, what is that? This is exactly what prompted me to write my second book, The Best of You. There's a section in it called Spiritually Strong, Emotionally Struggling. And I just saw that pattern time and time again in my clients, especially my female clients. I I work mostly with women. So where faith rocks all of faith. I love God. I'm doing everything. I'm praying. I'm involved in the church and I'm doing all these good things for others. Why do I feel so awful inside and inevitably when you and and so there's that extra layer of shame right Monique where you know does this mean my faith isn't strong enough because you get subtle messages subtle or overt messages in many (laughs) faith communities um around and again I think a lot of it is just lack of trauma-informed education within faith communities I don't think there's you know I don't think it's ill intent, but there is this sort of messaging of, we just need to pray these feelings away. We just need to turn the other cheek. We just need to deny ourselves. When in fact, if you have trauma in your history, that's the worst advice, right? You actually need to turn toward yourself, get to the root of all of that pain and heal it. So you're you're actually getting count, you're getting advice (laughs) that works against the process of healing. And so there's a lot there to unpack. There is so much to impact. And you know, I don't think it's a coincidence, but yesterday I just so happened to be decluttering. And uh, I came across these journals that I had. I haven't looked at them in maybe, I don't know, 15 years or longer. And I opened them up and they were just about there were the time that, that I, you know, became a believer because I became a believer later, a little later in life. I was in my very early twenties, and I, I, I was writing about my feelings, and then 
the way that I just couldn't understand the way that I was feeling. And I would just tell myself, you know, not to be angry and, um, you know, uh, give it to Jesus and I shouldn't feel this way. And uh, just all of that stuff. Um, and I read it and I, my heart just was like, oh dear, I wish I could, I could go back in time and just talk to her because she was, she was a mess from her childhood of developmental trauma, attachment trauma. She was a mess and she came to God promised, you know, which is promising peace that he gives beyond all understanding. And yet my body was telling me the opposite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, I, I so relate to you. My heart breaks as well, right? For that younger version of you who's trying so hard. And I had a similar experience of, and, and this is again, the story I write about in the, in the best of you, where I, in college had a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus, you know, very profound life change. And it did change a lot for me. It really was a powerful encounter. And I never doubted that. I never doubted God. Oh my I never gosh. doubted that encounter. Right. But I, myself, mm -hmm. I didn't know myself. I doubted yes. myself, right. It didn't heal all of that psychological yes. complexity, all the backlog of pain and woundedness and attachment wounds. And, and I don't think God ever expected for it yes. to, it's a life, right. Our journey oh. of faith, our journey, our process of, you know, one of the things I love as I've studied both theology and psychology is that word salvation. We use that word save. Well, it can actually be translated in the Greek often is actually translated as heal. It's sozo. The Greek word sozo yes. for save or salvation is actually rooted in the word heal. And so you can substitute in Jesus didn't come to save us, which feels like a one and done mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. came to heal us. Yes. Uh, working out our salvation isn't this more, you know, working out, trying to be a better person. It's working out our healing mm. and that working out of our healing involves, you know, our trauma. It involves our emotions. It involves this tender way of being with ourselves in partnership with God's spirit. It's not a zap of the wand that I think we sort of are taught that it should be that, you know, once I believe in God and I'm following Jesus, all my problems go away. And that's just not, that's not, I don't think that's biblical. I don't think that's what is actually the faith journey. I think more and more of us are kind of, you know, bringing this to the forefront, Yes. but it's, it's heartbreaking. I know exactly what you mean. Same for me. I look back at that younger version of myself, trying so hard to do all this external work, changing my behaviors, just praying things away as opposed to the internal work of getting curious, I wonder what those painful emotions are about. And that becoming the journey into deeper healing with God, taking God into those really painful, wounded parts of my own soul. You know, your story, it's, it's actually quite amazing. I don't know your story, but as soon as you said you had a powerful experience with Jesus, I did too. I've never shared it. I'm going to share it because I think it can really be helpful for people. And it can also, you can kind of see why I sort of had those struggles too with, I don't get why I'm feeling this way. I'm going to just say it in a nutshell, but it was profound. And, and, and so I remember being in my second year of university and I just had it out with God. And I was like, Jesus, I don't know if you're real, but you know my heart and you know me. And if you show me 
that you're real. And if the Bible is true, of course I will believe in you, but you need to show me. And I was so, so sincere. And so it didn't take long. One month later, I woke up in the middle of the night because I had this funny dream actually with my cousin. And I remember I was, my cousin and I were doing the chicken dance. So I'm in my bed laughing because, you know, we were doing it. And I'm sitting there laughing. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, while I'm laughing, I just felt this warm presence. And I could just feel. And all of a sudden, I just knew this is, this is God. Mm-hmm. And I stretched my right hand up into the air. And I said, is this you, Jesus? If it is, show me, touch me. And I stretched it out. And I felt a physical hand grab my right hand. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I remembered one month before I had asked him. And I was like, oh my goodness. He answered, he took my hand. And I mean, I was at my university Christian fellowship that week. I was at uh, like a church. Mm -hmm. But what was really amazing was that um, there was a scripture that went with that. And the scripture was, so when I stretched out my right hand, I said, is this you, Jesus? If it is, show Mm -hmm. me, touch me. And Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you Mm -hmm. help, help. That was my, that was the most trauma, traumatizing thing for me because I was chronically in in a situation where there was no help. So for him to say, I'm going to help you. I was like, oh my goodness. So. I ran with it and I just was like, you know, just life was changing and I was full in and, you know, got married and, and then all of a sudden I started to feel a lot of fear and anxiety and I'm like, uh, you said, don't fear what is going on. And so I started trying to understand, like, am I doing this faith thing wrong? Am I not believing enough? And of course, you know, I was given all kinds of things to do and nothing seemed to penetrate. So it was a hard experience because, you know, people didn't understand, nor did I, what I was feeling inside, which was actually absolutely normal. A hundred percent. I, oh my gosh, what a powerful story. I so relate to it, Moni. (laughs) So similar. And it breaks, again, breaks my heart because I think this is where people can doubt that experience with God, when in fact, it's just an invitation to go deeper into this journey of healing. I, I think it's changing with the next generation. I did a podcast episode on my podcast with a woman who worked for me, who, um, her name is Cindy. She shared her story on the podcast, but she's at the next generation. She's, she was at Harvard (sighs) similar. She had this experience with God where she had a lot of trauma in her background. She had this experience just similar to what you're describing similar to what I had she met Jesus but then guess what she was introduced to right away she was introduced to books by myself by Andy Kolber by Kurt Thompson immediately she began she got language to understand oh I I I have this beautiful relationship with God and also I'm gonna need to go on a healing journey it it and, and I just, I thought to myself in that moment of, oh, this is why I do what I do Yes, to change what you went through and what I went through, where we feel, we feel like there's something wrong with us. 
because the trauma is still there. Yes. You know, we still have to heal. And that doesn't mean that we didn't have this incredible encounter with God. Yes. So I I really resonate with your story and it's exactly why I have felt compelled. And I'm sure it's why you felt so compelled. Absolutely. To speak into that space for so many people. Absolutely. And I remember hearing that episode that you're talking about and I was like, this is gold. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Really powerful. So that's, that's really the hope that that will happen with people. But they really need to know that what they're experiencing isn't anything um, unusual or uh, they're not um, not walking with God or not doing it right. No, they're doing it right. And their bodies, you know, one of the things I've realized, too, is that, you know, when we come to God, we come to him, but we come to him with a traumatized nervous system. And that, and that doesn't, you know, it's not a one and done. It's our nervous system that we must acknowledge he designed for us so that we could be safe so that we could live, you know, these lives that we can know protection. That's, that's the design. And it's something to be, um, to, to be thankful for, for this system that tries to protect us. Exactly. It's there's a term that I use frequently. Whenever I use it, it just gets a lot of traction. So I think a lot of people that have experienced it, it's spiritual bypassing. Yeah. And yep. and the problem with spiritual bypassing is is we overemphasize. I always think about this MEPS, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. God encompasses all of those. God, we're embodied. It's yep. our nervous system, it's our mind, it's our emotions, and it's our spiritual life. All of those things matter in this journey of sozo's healing, Mm -hmm. right? Which is all part of our faith journey with God. And when we only emphasize the spiritual dimension, this is the spiritual bypassing. If I pray more, these things will go away. And if you think about it, Monique, you know, and I mean, this is common sense, but if you came to God and you had this powerful experience with God and you had a chronic illness physically in your body, sure, you might hope and pray that God would, kill you, but you would also go to a doctor. You would also do the things you need to do to get treatment, to heal Mm -hmm. your body. It's Mm -hmm. no different with trauma. There's a wound to the system that lives in the body and it's no different. And so, yes, you want to bring your spiritual resources to bear. They are going to help. And also you want to learn about your nervous system. You want to you know, learn, think, learn about your emotions. There's all sorts of ways in which God wants to heal us. I mean, to me, that's the good news. We're whole people. It's a holistic journey. Yes. I think this is where, um, you know, not just in, in um, like uh, uh, Christian circles or religious circles, but, but in, you know, society in general, there was not an understanding of the body. And I think that that's what we saw and experienced. So then if it's in your head, only and in your thoughts stop thinking about it <laughs> or exactly. or just move forward and leave things behind and you know and, and do that and you'll be okay just stop thinking about it no i'm so glad you said that cuz you're right it's not just in it's been an evolution through the whole course of psychology where exactly what you're yes, saying you know yes. it was it was all in your head it's all your behaviors just modify your behaviors and then suddenly now in the last two decades where we have this deeper understanding yes. of the body so it's, it's all kind of coming yes. together, but for those of us like you and like me who had that experience of 
just this beautiful encounter with Jesus. And then this like devastating in a way experience of, but why am I not still whole? Mm-hmm. Um, why am I still afraid? Why you promised peace? Why? And um, yeah, and how much that just so makes sense. And this is why like, it is so important to understand like all these, like you said, there's so much to unpack and so much to, to learn. And, 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 you know, even, even understanding like attachment and what happens, because this is going to affect our relationships and how we are with our interpersonal relationships at church with people, you know, are we going to be guarded? Are we going to be open? Are we going to be like, you know, um, and, and, and our nervous system too, you know, and those behaviors that, that come up as defenses and Mm -hmm. happen below awareness, not necessarily by chosen choice, we mm-hmm. need to understand all of that and have grace and empathy for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 That posture of curiosity. Sometimes I call it holy curiosity. You know, mm, spirit I like that. led, bring the spirit into it, not as a sort of a magical fix, just as a, as a partner in this healing journey. Yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking about, um, you know, so many people I hear, friends of mine or just people I know, sometimes they'll, they'll, you know, have a prayer request or want to pray and they'll want to pray because they're experiencing fear, (laughs) pray Mm -hmm. it away. And I'm thinking Mm -hmm. it's a message. Like, why are you again, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. pushing it away? Maybe it has something to tell you. What are your thoughts on that? The word I think of is you're exiling a part of you. And so that the for me, what really brought this together was the work of Dick Schwartz with Internal Family Systems, IFS, this inter- this idea, and that my first book, Boundaries for Your Soul, is a Christian adaptation of that model. And for me personally, mm-hmm. I went, I was all the way through my doctoral work, Monique, when I, where still to your point, you know, it was, I did a Christian, I did my master's degree at a Christian seminary, and then my doctoral work at a secular school, and, and both sides, none of them at that, at that time, you know, it, you know, I'm, at that we still weren't talking a lot about trauma at that yep. time um i didn't really get that holistic take on yeah. anything from either and i encountered almost at the end of my doctoral program this ifs model which the whole model is about we have this we have this internal family inside of us that of parts and these these things we don't want to feel these parts of us that feel shame that feel vulnerable that feel tender that feel wounded that feel mm-hmm. alone because mm-hmm. they've never experienced attachment we exile them we push them away we shouldn't feel that way in favor of these protective parts of us you know and the the parts of us we just the analyzing parts of us the logic parts of us the the performing parts of us the perfectionistic parts of us oh i'll just shine it up on the outside that's not all bad we have to cope but what you're what you're describing is this exiling of the parts of us that need our care the most yes that that, that when we're feeling the shame when we're feeling the shut out the aloneness the rejection the no one cares about me that's when we need to move in and if you think about jesus who did jesus move toward the most (sighs) it was the folks who had been shoved aside and it's the same within us and so that was revolutionary for me and and it's not the ifs model is not you know, a Christian model, there's a spiritual component to, we got permission from Dick Schwartz to integrate it with the Mm -hmm. Christian theology, because there is a lot of inner 
um, inner exploration that again, how we, my co-author Kim and I talk about it is you're inviting. So when you notice those feelings, you know, that we don't want to feel, and they do feel vulnerable and they do feel like, oh, we shouldn't feel this way. That's when you want to invite, you know, for me, it was just revolutionary to go, wait a minute, I can invite God into that wow. feeling, into that experience. And, and he doesn't exile those parts of me. He actually invites those parts of me to come closer. I mean, and that's very biblical. I'm like, I kind of get it because I see that in the scriptures, but that's kind of not how I've looked at it for my own self. You know, I think I'm supposed to shine those parts up or get them away. And it's, it's life changing. I have a question. Changing. Yeah. Question. Very interesting. I'm thinking about this, the IFS. And by the way, I've had him on the podcast. Um, No way. Yeah. And you know what he did? I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." and he's like, do you want to be a, do a, be a sample? And I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) So he went right to it. Um, But what I was going to say is when you talked about God with us in it. So in that model, because of course we didn't discuss that with Dick, but in that model, are you saying that when you feel that, let's say it's shame or hurt, God, your God is with you in that? Do you want yes. to say more? Yes. So how we adapted the model at the, at the center of Dick's model is the idea of a self. There's a place inside of each of us mm-hmm. where there's the, what we interpret as the Imago Dei, the true self, the God created self. And you might look at it as John 14, where the, when Jesus says a comforter, a counselor will come, the Holy Spirit will come Mm -hmm. and dwell within you. Mm -hmm. So there's a place inside of you. I love that. Monique uniquely, where the spirit lives with you, your unique Mm -hmm. self, right? And so from that place, I can connect to the hurting, wounded parts of me with and invite Jesus into those parts of me where I'm with maybe a, a five-year-old part of me or a six, often for me, it's a sixth grade girl part of me. Cause that's where all the wounds, you know, kind of mm-hmm. are in my memory. Um, and, in, and you're reconnecting to that part of you from that place of compassion. So I'm with the, that, you know, younger version of me and I'm inviting Jesus to be with her. And I, I look at it sometimes in my own work as co-parenting, you know, yeah. me with that younger girl and Jesus there. We are with her from that place of compassion and love. We are witnessing her pain. And that's where transformation occurs. It's powerful work. Wow, that is really good. And how can people, if people are interested in finding like a faith-based person who does IFS, are there resources? I mean, Boundaries for Your Soul is the book. And then on my website, dralsoncook.com, my co-author's website, I have a link, KimberlyJuneMiller.com. We have actually databases of Christian IFS. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cause I want to be able to provide, you know, resources when, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's so good. I wonder if you would be open to maybe, you know, maybe sharing or leading us in some tools that you do maybe with some of your clients, would you be up to that? Yeah, I would love to. I was thinking about that when you mentioned that about having Dick on, I was like, there's a, there's a guided reflection that I could even walk you through um, sure. and, and folks can listen and do it themselves oh, alongside that sounds, of, Oh, that sounds you, good. Right? You get a feel of it. Okay. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Dr. Allison Cook. 
Become a friend of the podcast today, and you'll have access to bonus and extended episodes, such as this one, where we go a little bit deeper and a little bit longer. Thank you for subscribing and becoming a friend of the podcast.